Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Inspire, inform, and connecting a community of entrepreneurs. This is Business Rockstars. I'm Pat O'Brien. Welcome to the show. Now, Female Founders with Laurel Mintz. We are here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. This is Business Rockstars. I'm Pat O'Brien, a rock star today. Can I call you a rock star, Jeff? You can call me a rock star. Well, that's, my, that's my area. <laughs> Jeff Potter, CEO of Surf Air Airlines. And uh, it's sort of the new trend in Almost like having your own airline, right? It is. It is. I think our, you know, our airplane. The, I mean. Yeah, the only airplane, but you know, it's really about delivering an experience. So we all know, no one who's flying commercial is getting up and say, "I'm excited to go to the Not airport." Me. Nobody. Uh, but what we do is we do two things. One is we provide you that uh, opportunity to have a private aviation experience, which means private terminal, private terminals personal concierge, but at the same time, we do it in a way that with the uh, shared use model, which is simply, you're gonna be sharing the airplane with other folks that have the same travel schedule. What that does is it allows us to fish from uh, a, a, an audience that are looking for affordability. So it's not focused on the top 1% or 5%. It's uh, affordability. It's all about affordability, and it's all about giving back uh, uh, our members' time. And there's nothing like flying privately. I mean, it's no, nothing. the well, worst hey, drug listen, available listen, to mankind. Listen, I, I, I will talk about it, but I grew up in uh, commercial aviation, and uh, surf air is, is the way to right. travel. What was your first job? First job was uh, I was an aircraft cleaner uh, for the old Frontier Airlines. There's been two iterations of Frontier, and it was back in, uh, well, a while ago okay. uh, when I was in college and uh, got inside a or outside uh, it was both yeah. inside I was dumping the Johns right. uh, with the blue water but uh, did that um, decided I wanted to uh, take a little deviation in life spoke to my parents and was offered an opportunity to be a ticket agent mm -hmm. and uh, first piece of great advice uh, as I was looking to what I was going to do in life was from my dad and said try it you got a year and um, if you found your passion, great. If not, you're coming back finishing school. Right. Uh, I don't know how they did that without computers. Uh, well, we had computers, and here's an interesting commentary on the commercial aviation today, is most of the computer systems used by the major airlines are 1960s, 70s vintage, and I came into it in the 80s. And when I ran the new Frontier Airlines mm -hmm. uh, in the 2000s, that system 
uh, I could literally, like a bike, I learned it in the early 80s, I came back to it, and I could actually, I had a pretty decent working knowledge of the new system, okay. the new system. All right, well, seems to work. Yeah. Um, uh, the worst job you ever had, was that it, cleaning airplanes? No. I thought they dumped those toilets out over uh, Dumping the toilets was not pleasant, but you know what? I, I think it has, to lot of, has a lot to do with just starting your day, starting your career, and wanting to be the best. I, I've joked with people, but I'm only half joking. I thought it was a darn good uh, people at aircraft the, cleaner. People at the upper levels, if they haven't done every other job, in my opinion, are I, never going to be I, I good. agree. It worked in my favor because I was an aircraft cleaner. I was a ticket agent. I was in cargo. I was a baggage handler. So when I got to the point where I was at that higher level uh, and I could relate to experiences when it was snowing, when we had delays, right. when we had mechanicals, I had a special relationship with that situation and with those people going through it that I think served me right. uh, very well. The wor uh, you know, the worst job I ever had was, I I've been very blessed. I've always had great mentors. I've always had great jobs. Uh, typically when I've had a poor job, and thankfully it's only been one or two, mm -hmm. uh, it happened to do not with the job, but the atmosphere and the environment of which that job was. It was getting into management, and uh, you know, you, you get into some personalities that uh, you, you just we chalk know, it up. And we you, know about that. Yeah, you yeah. just say life is too short. Yeah, not here, but a television Certainly. business. You is bet. Full well, of I can imagine. I can um, did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Did you know? Or? No, no. I uh, come from a military family. My mm -hmm. dad was a career helicopter pilot in the Air Force. My brother, both sisters, are all retired officers, different mm -hmm. branches, and um, I joined the Marines when I was in a co in college, and it mm -hmm. was their version of the ROTC program, and so I was destined to be Goose in Top Gun. I was going to be a naval flight officer because in the Marines because my eyesight wasn't good. And right. uh, That's how I stayed out of Vietnam, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I uh, got thrown a curveball, and they told me my junior year of college that uh, I, I couldn't do that because they were getting one single-seat fighter. So uh, it threw me a pretty huge curveball, and it pushed me into a situation that... Um, I was a cleaner, I got offered a job, I had this incredible sense of curiosity, uh, like a sponge, and here, and, and, and here I am. Right. Took, uh, again, I had a lot of good mentors. We are here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. I'm Pat O'Brien, this is Business Rockstars, he's Jeffrey Potter, or Jeff Potter. Does anybody call you Jeffrey? Jeff. Okay, uh, CEO of Surfair, we're gonna get to that in the next segment. Okay. Uh, this whole journey though, um, do you have a favorite entrepreneur? Uh, I have a favorite. Uh, Howard Hughes. Well, Howard Hughes was fantastic. Um, a lot in the era, probably entrepreneur of really innovating an industry in the early stage. You know, we don't typically think of a lot of innovation occurring in the airline business mm -hmm. uh, because it's so regulated. But um, it's also subtle. It's it's also subtle. Yes. Um, but you know, Herb Kelleher, uh, to me, who I, I've been for very fortunate to get to know, and uh, when he founded, along with some others, Southwest Airlines, mm -hmm. uh, it represents such a broad spectrum. It was affordability, uh, but he also taught the airline industry, which is very um, labor-intensive, very uh, union-intensive. Mm -hmm. Uh, but he taught us a lot about culture, taught me a lot about culture, and how you manage that through this fantastic growth trajectory that uh, they've had. 
and um, taught us a lot about transparency and how you run a business. Uh, whether you're an aircraft cleaner or a ticket agent, you have earned the right because you are part of that company to understand what's going on with the company. You know what that airline did for me was, A, they're always on time. Always on or time. Or most always on time. Yeah. They're clean. And even though it used to be really crowded, remember those yeah, seats? Yeah, but yeah. now they've expanded that out. And it's brilliant. Right. I fly more. It's I brilliant. Can. And I think the other thing, uh, again, this is, this is a low bar of expectations uh, for many people, for many businesses. But the fact that he has, uh, or Southwest now as a company, has managed expectations. You may not like it. You may not prefer to fly them. Because, but when you do, you know you're getting peanuts. You know you're getting ABC boarding. You know exactly, and they are as it's good a routine. as... It's a routine, and they're as good as I've seen any company in any industry delivering on that promise. So you, your background is pretty much all in airlines. and uh, Pretty much all in airlines. What was the fascination with that? Uh, tough. Uh, the pace... Um, uh, the pace of it and the challenge of it, it's very humbling. Can you fly? Uh, am Are I a pilot? pilot? No, yeah. I'm not a pilot. Okay. And um, uh, it... Uh, and if I know, see you in the pilot you, you seat, you just get off the right <laughs> the other side. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to see that happening. What do you mean? Was there some fascination with... Um, it's complex. It's yeah. so complex. I, you know, I started at a stage where, again, I was a sponge. I, took, I was a ticket agent in Oakland. I took two days off. I was the lowest person on seniority in the old frontier system. I was a baggage handler ticket agent, and I found a guy in Denver who ran schedules for Frontier. I said, I want to know how to do this. Would you give me some time? Every Wednesday of every week, he gave me four hours. That's the way had, to do it. It's a way to do it. I learned a lot, and when they finally had an opening, um, I had become somewhat of a pest or at least a known entity to them, and uh, they allowed me to... To, to join the staff there. Did you have a good mentor to help you along with this venture, Surf Air? With Surf Air, I, I, I think the interesting thing, uh, I have a lot of good mentors, mm -hmm. and I think uh, the interesting thing about Surf Air, again, because it's in the, I, I really believe we're a member club, membership club, mm -hmm. or we're a hospitality business. We happen to fly planes. So it was probably my experience with Exclusive Resorts, which is owned by Steve Case, who's an extraordinarily, um, extraordinary uh, entrepreneur and businessman. Um, visionary. And a great visionary. And um, a guy that has that visionary status over two to three decades. It's mm. really amazing how he remains, no pun intended, on the leading edge of um, really what's happening, mm. not only technology-wise, but, but when he allowed me, asked me and allowed me to join Exclusive Resorts, I learned about Membership Club. I learned about the quality, the importance of that sense of community, which you don't find in the airlines. Those are customers, and there's a difference between customers and members. Members have this view, like employees, they want you to be transparent. They want to know what's going on. They want you to succeed. They want uh, great way. status, and they want they want genuine yeah. behavior. Right. And so I think Steve, or at least that experience at Exclusive Resorts, acted as a mentor as I came to this. We are here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. This is Business Rockstars, back in a minute.
Are you or a loved one struggling to hear despite using hearing aids? It might be time to ask a doctor about cochlear implants. My cochlear implant gave me access to the sounds that I've been missing. I'm <laughs> back to being me, and I'm unstoppable. Cochlear implants are routinely covered by Medicare and most private insurance plans for those who meet the health plan criteria. Ready to be unstoppable? Call 833-700-HEAR to learn more and find a doctor near you. Again, that's 833-700-HEAR. Sponsored by Cochlear. I'm Dr. Jeff Gooden, and I treat pain with Salon Pass. That's because practicing good medicine is my responsibility as a doctor. For back or joint pain, I agree with CDC guidance that recommends using topical pain relievers first like Salon Pass Patch Large. Salon Pass is powerful, FDA-approved to relieve debilitating moderate pain, yet non-addictive and gentle on the body. Look for the green Salon Pass box in the pain relief aisle. Salon Pass. It's good medicine. Sponsored by Hizumitsu. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. This is Business Rockstars. I'm Pat O'Brien. This is Jeff Potter, CEO of Surf Air Airlines. So what's the whole, um, welcome again, what's the whole concept behind Surf Air? I know a lot of these member airlines are sprouting up everywhere now. They're sprouting up, but I think we're still one that is very, very different because it is, you pay a monthly fee and you fly as much as you want. And it's, uh, it, there's no additional fees. Uh, you're not going to get up and pay a baggage fee, pay a seating fee, all, any of this. And so that's the elevator pitch. Along with that, what you get is it's actually very affordable. It's not to the top 1%. And you get a private aviation experience. And if you think of it this way, Pat, I mean, time is a new commodity. Yep. And so when you're flying from L.A. to San Francisco, for instance, you're getting to the airport an hour, hour and a half early. You get at the other side, you're in the airport or in the facility for another hour. If you fly surf air, you're doing it in the same general economic window. Uh, but the fact is, we're going to save you about two hours every time you fly. And we're not going to tell you how to use your time, but we all value our time. Because of the baggage and, and oh, the TSA. Oh, the baggage. Yeah. And, you know, just the environment of which you find yourself in. It's calm. There's not a rush. There's not this mass of people in the terminals or a mass of people in lines. You show up 15 minutes prior. You're checked in by the concierge. And by the way, we have private concierge in every airport, and typically our members fly out of the same airports. 80% mm. fly between right. two points. You get to know the concierge. You actually get to know the pilots, because unlike major airlines, our pilots uh, start and finish their day in the same spot, which means right. that's typically where they live. Is it profitable? I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, we're not quite profitable, but we're, on a gross margin basis, we are. Yeah. Uh, it, it is, uh, unlike a lot of tech companies, it's a very capital intensive. Even mm -hmm. though they're smaller planes, it's fuel. They, it's fuel and it's capital intensive. You have to buy the airplanes or find a leasing partner. So it's a little bit different. And so along with that, you gain economies of scale. Right. Uh, as you add airplanes, our overhead hasn't changed for a year and a half, almost two years since mm -hmm. I've been here. But you have a whole new group of people, millennials, who got a few dollars here and there. Sure. And you can grow your business, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, California's a perfect place to start. Mm -hmm. So you have entrepreneurs, you have law firms, you have just people that and are going to be quick flights. Quick flights, you know, uh, they're an hour and a half segment. And uh, so California is a perfect place. Um, and, but 
one of the things that we've demonstrated is based on the fundamentals of the model, we're well beyond proof of concept with scale. And this can be replicated whether it be in Texas, whether it be in Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, in mid-July, we announced that we're starting uh, Surf Air Europe. So it's such a different animal for us over there. We've got a separate team that we put in place. Uh, the gentleman that's going to lead that for us is uh, ex-British Airways, ex-Travel Zoo. So uh, got this incredible pedigree and knows the market. So we're working towards, I'm not sure we'll get it up and going by the end of this year, but uh, our ultimate goal is to get right. it up and going by uh, early part of uh, next year. What would it take to get Surf Air to go coast to coast, or don't you want to do that? Well, coast to coast, our aircraft right now, the model is actually very similar to Southwest in commercial. Mm -hmm. It's about asset utilization, so one and a half, two hour flights, so you can provide more capacity, more flexibility for the existing members. And what happens is, does the model work coast to coast? Yes, but at a particular price point, which yeah. is very different than the price point that we're. You got to fly at a different altitude and it's more Different gas altitude, and, yeah. it's jets. Yeah. Um, and the fact is, you fly coast to coast, you basically get one round trip out of that asset. With ours, we're basically flying anywhere from probably about three, three and a half round trips a day. All right. We are here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. This is Business Rockstars. I'm Pat O'Brien. Jeff Potter is our guest, and uh, Surf Air. Uh, this, the the word membership means mm -hmm. something on that, right? It does. I, you're what you're doing is now. We're not requiring an annual membership. What we require is a three month membership, and then it goes monthly. And what that does for us, it gives you a little bit of flexibility as a member. Mm -hmm. But the way I view it is, it also puts a lot of pressure on the organization. Needed pressure on delivering on our member promise. Mm -hmm. And so from a business perspective, that's part of it. From a membership standpoint is you have like-minded people. You, you might be an entrepreneur or you might be a dentist. The fact is that you're a member of the same group and you, a lot of times, will see the same faces. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you start to build a sense of community. At the end of 2015, we had over 11% of our members that actually did a business deal with fellow members on an airplane. I was going to say, you should get a fee if they close a deal on uh, one of your planes. Great planes. idea. So we're going <laughs> to, that'll be kickstarting that. uh, January 2017. <laughs> but California is a perfect place for that because there are a it lot is. of short, important trips you to bet. take, right? There are a lot of short, important trips. Uh, so, you know, we fly three markets in the Bay Area, San Carlos, San Jose, Oakland, Hawthorne, uh, Burbank in the basin, but we also fly Santa Barbara. Uh, we fly Truckee. We mm -hmm. have a great market. Fly a Truckee? We fly a Truckee. We have this great market from the Bay, second homeowners to Truckee, and it is booming. Uh, we also fly to Carlsbad. Uh, we fly to Monterey. We fly to Palm Springs seasonally. So uh, the growth that we see, I might point out, we have 65 airplanes on order. We have 12 currently, but we have 65 on order to be delivered uh, over the next five years. So. Uh, we see at a minimum that level of opportunity in California, but you know we also want to expand our footprint uh, interstate and look at some other regions that right. we think will work very well. And how much paperwork or work is there involved in, in setting up this kind of membership-only airline? I mean, uh, it's, it's another all, bunch it, of planes in the air. Yeah, it's a bunch of planes in the air. The regulatory side is the challenging part. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, obviously you and you as a potential member, us as the management team, 
uh, you know, we want all that to be working smoothly as possible mm -hmm. because ultimately our, our first fundamental uh, commitment is safety and security of our airplanes, our members, and our employees. Uh, but beyond that, the paperwork, you know, we're constantly exploring new markets. Um, a lot of markets understand and start to understand the benefit that we bring to the community, uh, whether it be a smaller tier market or sure. a San Jose. Right. And uh, so with that, you end up with a common ground with potential partners or potential markets very quick. So there's not, uh, I wouldn't call it a lot of paperwork or, or grind uh, as we expand. Well, so there's not a huge line of these private uh, membership club membership. There, there, there's really not. What you see out there is you see a lot of choice, but a lot of different choice. So uh, you have fractional owners, uh, ownership clubs. Right. You see uh, a lot I've of jet seen them all. Yeah. You, I'm sure you've seen them all. Uh, you have some that have come up recently, but they're still, it's not all you can fly for one fee. It mm -hmm. is uh, a deposit. It might be a club, but it's a deposit, but you still have to pay uh, on a block hour basis. What do you make of uh, Uber getting into Uber helicopters and Uber flights? Uh, I, you know, I think it makes sense. Uh, and at the same time, uh, I'm thrilled to let you know that we've done uh, Uber deals. We've done some trucky um, uh, strategic offers. Mm -hmm. uh, we've done it to uh, Palm Springs. They worked out very well for us. And I think, you know, Uber happens to be one of the companies, whether it's dining or whether it's they're cars, doing they're Shopping. doing everything and you know they're really uh, an interesting company to follow. Jeff, thank you. Pat, my pleasure. I'll see you on Surf Airlines. I hope to see you soon, Pat. Surf Air. That would be great. We are here to uh, inspire, inform, and connect the community of entrepreneurs. This has been Business Rockstars. We'll see you next time. You shouldn't have to choose a random lawyer who charges expensive hourly rates when you need legal help. But the legal system is so complicated, what other choice do you have when you need help with your business or want to protect your family? Start with LegalZoom. They make it easy. For more than a decade, they've provided a way for regular people like you and me to confidently navigate the legal system. LegalZoom's not a law firm, and that's how they provide such great value. They don't rely on charging you by the hour. Instead, you'll get transparent pricing and customer reviews so you know exactly what you're getting up front. If you need help with incorporation, LLCs, trademarks, last wills, living trusts, and more, LegalZoom's the smart choice. They've got the right people on hand to answer your questions. And if you need legal advice, their network of independent attorneys can provide the straightforward guidance you need in most states. Don't let legal hurdles become an excuse. Go to LegalZoom.com today to start building your own future the right way. To save even more, enter Rockstar in the referral box at checkout. That's LegalZoom.com. Inspire, inform, and connecting a community of entrepreneurs. I'm Laurel Mintz, and this is Female Founders on Business Rockstars. I'm here with Susan McDermott, founder and CEO of Ascendant Network. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Susan, thank you for being with us today. Excited to be here. So tell us, what is Ascended Network? It's a network for the most prominent and progressive marketing executives in the U.S., typically SVP to CMO, mm -hmm. and we bring them together a couple of times a year to have a peer network to help them ascend by sharing with each other kind of real-life challenges, real-life opportunities of how you transform marketing in the digital age. And this is an invite-only community? Correct. Tell us why you decided to make it invite-only. There's a lot of get-togethers, events, trade shows in digital and in marketing in general. And as people have risen up, their time has become more valuable mm -hmm. than the free boondoggle, three-day, off to a resort. And the big trade shows, they know the people they want to be with mm -hmm. are there. There's just 30,000 people standing between them. <laughs> um, and so we decided to do invite only just the top 100, 150, just the people who get it done. And that's worked out really well. It's a big differentiator to have only the people in the room that they want in the room. I totally get that. We go to a lot of networking events, and there's a lot of riffraff, right? Exactly. And I'm sure that's really what the goal was, was to cut that away, cut the fat, so to speak, and make sure that the community was connecting with who they wanted to connect with. Um, and I did a lot of market research, and it came out of my previous gig. And most brand advertisers who have significant budget feel like they have a target on their chest. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they term a lot of the things out there as vendor fests. And they're like, I'm willing to pay. I'm willing to put skin in the game to control who's in the room so it's more valuable to me. And so we actually really control ratios where typically if there's four of us at this table, three are brand advertisers mm -hmm. and the partner at the table, they vetted, they nominated, they said we want that individual in the room with us. That's so phenomenal. I'm sure that's why you've gotten such a great response. We've done well. You're really the leaders in the industry right now. We are. And it comes from your background. So let's talk a bit about that journey because you have so much unique experience that led you to this moment. Tell us where you started and take us on that path. Well, probably the kind of interesting thing for the audience is I believe you want to have interesting experiences and be really open to change. So when I was uh, finishing 
high school and college, I decided I was going to backpack in the South, South Pacific. This was in the 80s, mm -hmm. and TV hadn't really hit. And you would Taking go, us way back. <laughs> yeah, you would go to like villages where mm -hmm. there was no TV, and the richest person in the village would have a TV, and they'd put it on their veranda, and people would sit around and watch TV. And there's only maybe three or four hours a day in Fiji or Tonga or wherever I was. And I was really impacted by media and consumerism and how that changes a nation and how people interact. Mm -hmm. So I ended up finishing up um, my degrees. Um, I did my master's in how media merged, how print and then radio and then TV. And then went on to do my PhD in Japan where things went from a closed country, no newspapers, no radio, no TV. Total control to by government. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. Till 50 years later, one of the most consumer media-driven societies in the world. So out of that, I went agency side. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you and I share that. Yes, and you work with some of the biggest brands in the world. I did. I've actually written the, the digital strategy for over a third of the top F100. Um, no big deal. Yeah, yeah, no yeah it was a few years <laughs> in the making. Um, but what was really important coming out of that was media and marketing are so impacted by technology. Mm. So one of my undergraduate degrees was the emergence of technology in the 20th century. And I kind of ahead of your time. Well, and I finished in 92, mm -hmm. right? And in 94, it was very clear the internet was the next big mass media. And people thought I was ever so bright, but I wasn't. <laughs> you know, it was just putting the pieces of the jigsaw. Well, bright enough to understand that that was what's happening. I down think it the was kind of accidental. Like if you just finished studying, you don't give that. yourself enough credit. But <laughs> no, okay. No. Um, but it's back to you know to your audience. Mm -hmm. The advice is get those diverse experiences, and then see if you can put the jigsaw pieces together. Because mm -hmm. when you can see the pattern before other people can see the pattern, it's very valuable. And they'll pay you a lot of good money for it, too. Exactly. <laughs> so you were agency side. Take us from agency to the Ascendant Network. Um, so back in 08, 09, most people remember the recession. Agencies were really, really under stress. And we were just talking about your journey from agency side to developing the actual network. So tell us about that story. Okay. So in 2009, I got recruited by a big media company, DMGT, mm -hmm. which is the parent based on, uh, in London at the LSE uh, and listed on the LSE. And I was hired to run a portfolio of marketing events, mm -hmm. ad tech, iMedia, and CML Collective. And I ran that for about five years. I tripled the size of the portfolio. I entered Japan. Southeast Asia, Australia, India, China, and the Middle East. And I expanded the portfolio here with the Digital Collective. And over the course of that time, I became aware that the value prop mm -hmm. um, really wasn't there for more senior brand marketers, more uh, executive level mm -hmm. people. Back to your original comment about having all that you know, riffraff in the room and they just really want to connect with who they want to connect with. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I left that company in 2013. I spent a little time to think and do some market research. I worked on the business model a lot and then launched the business uh, just over two years ago. And we just created a very different business model, a very different value prop. And I think that's why it's taken off so well. Well, it certainly has. How has, obviously we're doing a female founder segment, how has being a woman impacted your role in the Ascendant Network, but in marketing as a whole? Because that's been your life since you were out of college. So I think the really interesting thing about business is how male-dominated it is. Mm. I live in Silicon Valley. Um, I think the data I heard most recently was on Twitter. 12% mm. um, of the workforce is female. Um, there's just this huge gender inequality, 
And when you look at trade shows, when you look at summits, when you look at conferences, and you look at who is speaking on the stage, it's predominantly white men, often people 40, 50, 60, and that's not who's driving the transformation of marketing. That's being driven by young people, by diverse people from all around the world. And I thought, I'm going to build a business that's reflective of what's driving the transformation. Well, you have certainly done that. I'm Laurel Mintz, and this is Female Founders on Business Rockstars. I'm here again with Susan McDermott, CEO and founder of Ascendant Network. So you had, again, an amazing career. What are the, maybe one thing that you would have done differently, something that we could learn from and not use as a stumbling block in our own careers? I think there's times to think about your resume. And I had a moment in 99 when I had three offers. The guy who was my mentor, Mark Galt, mm -hmm. told me not to take the offer I took. He told me to take the Coke offer. Mm. And the reason was, he's like, you have like an incredible educational pedigree, mm -hmm. but your agency work has been in Tokyo mostly. So when you try and do global work, they're not going to recognize the importance of that agency. And then you had your own agency and you sold it really quick. Mm -hmm. So he, sa he said, go get a blue chip company mm. on your resume. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mm, I'm going to go with the startup. You know, it's exciting digital time. So mm -hmm. I went with my passion. That company was so badly run, uh, you know, because yeah. they were young, they didn't know what they were doing. They were, they were good people. They were publicly listed. It was the height of the bubble. And, you know, it was really crazy. And so I learned a lot from that decision. But when I look back now, as a more mature person, I think I would have been better to have gone to Coke. Hmm. So what would have made that a different decision for you? Like how would you have approached it differently, looking back and talking to your younger self? Um, the Coke offer required me to move to Atlanta. Mm. And I just had no interest in living in the US at mm. that time in my life. Um, the two other offers, one offer was flexible. I could live wherever I wanted. And then the offer I took was based in Asia. Mm. And I had a background in Asia and I enjoyed living there. So I stayed where I wanted to live. So it's that trade-off professionally, personally. Sometimes you should make the personal sacrifice to have the professional growth. And sometimes you should have the professional sacrifice to protect the personal. I'd maybe have that talk with myself uh, uh, if I had that opportunity Over a again. single malt, right? Over a single with malt. With yourself. There we go. <laughs> I think that's actually great advice. Now, as you're growing this network, you're obviously hiring people to help you expand it. Mm -hmm. How do you hire? What are your pra best practices for hiring? Well, ideally, people come referred to you mm. or they're people you've worked with previously so you know their strengths. Mm -hmm. um, do you believe in like the Colby tests and all of those things or do you go on gut? I interview pretty extensively, but I think the interview process is limited, mm -hmm. right? Um, I'm very, very clear about a three-month or a six-month trial, because mm -hmm. usually within three to six months, you can see if they're a keeper. They show their true colors. Right, yeah. and the reality is you might not be a fit for them either, right? True. So build in the opportunity to exit gracefully for both parties. Don't be in a position of firing someone and hurting their career. Mm -hmm. You know, build it in and just say, okay, we've got a three-month trial or a six-month trial. We get to know each other. We figure out whether the work and the skills and the expertise fit. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, create an environment where it can be honest dialogue that, you know, you both move on to other things. So wise, Susan. I feel like you have brought so much to this new venture of yours. Um, 
do you feel like you're more empowered now that you're working for yourself? I mean, you've you've had other roles where you were the boss mm -hmm. and it was your company, but it was more of a corporate environment that you were creating, correct? I've done three startups. Mm -hmm. One I sold, one was a crater, and this one. Um, I went to corporate. What I find interesting with corporate is if I, the previous company I was at, their motto was a fleet of small ships. Mm -hmm. So every ship was self-contained, mm -hmm. right? That I really flourish in that environment. So it's a big corporate, but you're running everything. And you're a little it, independent within that bubble. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I work well in that environment. I don't work well in a big corporate environment where there's one ship and you're a small cog. Mm -hmm. Well, we wish you all the best of luck with the network. It's been doing great things and we are definitely watching you. Oh, Susan, thank you for being with us so much today. So many great tips and tricks. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Inspire, inform, and connecting a community of entrepreneurs. I'm Laurel Mintz and this is Female Founders on Business Rockstars. And now we Business Rockstars Minute. How can you make your company's culture stand out? I'm Pat O'Brien with the Business Rockstars Minute. Some are wacky, some are super zen. Company culture. Here are a few ways to lighten up your office and earn the trust of your team. First, it's important to set a foundation which is built on trust. Follow through on your promises. If you say you're going to do things, then do them. Secondly, recognize teamwork is greater than talent. Set team goals that remind everyone they are part of something bigger than them. Give credit where credit is due. There's nothing worse than a leader taking all the credit for all of the work. Lastly, follow that golden rule. Treat others as they would want to be treated. Empowering your team to feel respected and cared for will push them to go the extra mile for your company. I'm Pat O'Brien and this has been a Business Rockstars Minute. So there's this guy named Jordan and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six and he works as a guide in Alaska, but then he goes to the doctor and he's diagnosed with cancer stage four. And here's the thing, he had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife, Jenny was, is this really gonna work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money too. This is a real community. MediShare is, is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 844-91-BIBLE. That's 844-91-BIBLE. 844-91-BIBLE. Here is your healthcare update with America's healthcare advocate, Kerry Hall. Do antioxidants really have a positive effect on our health and reverse the aging process? I'll be right back to tell you. Do antioxidants really reverse the aging process? Well, here's some real numbers that should make a difference to you. Death rates for people that take antioxidants are down by 50%. Cancer deaths are down by 13%. Cancer survival rates are up 
by 50%. Heart attack and stroke, down by 50%. Skin cancer, down by 70%. Infections are down by 50%. And cataracts are down by 27 to 36%. Those are some pretty powerful numbers, ladies and gentlemen, that show that antioxidants really do make a big difference in your life if you choose to take them. They can really reverse the aging process and allow you a much happier, healthier life. The cost of vitamins and minerals is small, especially compared with the money saved on drugs, doctor bills, hospitalization, and the ultimate effects of So how can you create content and make it go viral? James Shams is going to help answer that question for us. He's a growth hacker and viral content expert. This is Business Rockstars. I'm Mark Lack, and we're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. James, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, brother. Tell us how we can make it happen. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so it's really simple. Um, the best way to start this is by continuing a trend and leveraging a trend. So whenever you're trying to come up with a viral campaign, it's always easier to continue a conversation than start a new one. Mm, so so there's already a tidal wave, just ride it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, and that's going to make it easier uh, for a lot of reasons. I mean, Ultimately, there's different ways of going viral. Um, if you're gonna go viral in terms of press and not like through challenges or things like that, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of ways. If you're gonna do it through press, you wanna look at what's trending right now. So an example is, um, I had one of my clients wanted to get emails of single guys for their dating app. Mm -hmm. And so I created this fake app called Puppify. And what that app would do is that it would realistically crop pictures of puppies into your pictures so that you can use those on Tinder so that you can get more girls, because girls love pictures of guys with uh, puppies in them. So that app was completely fake, but it had a landing page that made it look legit. And in during that time, Tinder was getting just a bunch of press all the time from different Tinder stories and stuff, um, which is why I did the whole puppy with Tinders, um, which is why I did the whole put a puppy in your Tinder picture and get more matches mm -hmm. thing. And so what happened was um, I got a bunch of press to write about it by doing that same technique of hitting up people that had recently written about the same sort of topic and getting them to write about it. But this time I did it with a few different techniques. So instead of just hitting uh, tech blogs with the same line as hitting the entertainment blogs and all the other types, I would hit the tech blogs as um, this is an amazing new app to help you get laid more. I would hit up the, like feminist blogs being like this guy, this, this app sucks, screw this app. And so it, you're playing both sides of the coin. Exactly, every time. And same sort of thing with car block as well. I hit up Perez Hilton and all that as like, this guy's a little loser in his room, screw this guy. Mm -hmm. And then I would hit up uh, Tech Insider and stuff being like, he deserves a Nobel Peace Prize. And they write it like that as well. So when you go and research the articles about car block and stuff, it will say like this guy deserves a Nobel Peace Prize or this guy's a loser. Um, and so just going back to the Pubify um, example, with that, to go viral was really simple, just hitting up those um, those journalists. And what happened was it got a bunch of press and we ended up getting about 3,000 emails for the cost of the website hosting. Because what happened is when you land, um, there's a little email sign-up form that says, get it now for, uh, for free or wait 30 days for it to hit the app store for $5. And so you can use Virality to get a bunch of emails as well. But ultimately, if you want to go viral, you want to leverage a trend and find a way to hop onto that trend. So. With this email stunt campaign, you know, we didn't know where to begin, but we saw that Tinder was getting written about a lot, and we had a client that had a product that matched Tinder, so we found a reason to match that stunt with Tinder in a way that would go viral, positioning it in different ways to different blogs so that they would write about it. It's fantastic. I've seen another example of helping content go viral. Obviously, writing on the trend is great, um, and the spin-off of that is the there's the guys that make, like, 
all the crazy food. They'll literally get like 80 pounds of bacon, 80 pounds yeah. of, and so they'll make like a bacon grilled cheese sandwich, but it'll be like 80 pounds of bacon, like 100 yeah. pounds of cheese. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of what it's called right now. If you know the name, say it. Oh, that's um, crazy. No, I can't remember. But it's like, He's got a YouTube channel, They have right? a YouTube channel with like yeah. billions of views, and they just make the biggest, most ridiculous food ever, and then they actually eat it, and they're drunk the whole time yeah. doing it. So that's kind of like a trend, right? Billions of views, people watching that. They post a video, it gets like 10 million views in a day. Yeah. Um, and then there's the other guy on the other side of the coin who's a health expert, like six-pack abs, my friend Mike Chang. Mm -hmm. And he's also got hundreds of millions, I think billions of views for health training. So yep. two complete counter opposites. Um, but what it was is the, the unhealthy, gross food going viral. What he did was is he took it and made it the opposite. And he like was making fun of those guys. And instead of drinking alcohol, he was drinking green juice. Nice. And was like, I'm all jacked up <laughs> on the green juice. And then yeah. instead of making lots of gross food, he made lots of really healthy food. But it was like 80 pounds of, you know, organic chicken, yeah. 80 pounds of salmon. And so it was like he, to grow his business, got like 12 million free views and like $68,000. Those numbers aren't 100% accurate, but mm -hmm. I was like, that was what it was pretty close to, like $68,000 in the first nice. day and 12 million views yeah. for free because he made a video, they targeted that video specifically to the audience of people that like the unhealthy mm -hmm. food one, and it was like the opposite. And those people that watch the unhealthy food one should probably be healthier. And so it was smart. just like, I love the fact that you brought up the viral stuff. Growth hacker and viral content expert, James Shamsey's in the house joining us right now. This is Business Rockstars, I'm Mark Lack. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. And we're talking about the simple, practical steps to making your content go viral. We've gone over some great things right now. The number one thing is capitalize on a trend. Um, I love that you brought that up because that's like the one thing when it comes to things going yep. viral, Trends are already going viral. Exactly. Simply find a way, like the creative example I just gave, where you can capitalize on something else that somebody else is doing. Find your own spin-off version of that. Another thing that goes viral is, have you heard of Ty Lopez? Yeah. So Ty Lopez is a buddy of mine, and he's the guy that always, you know, hey, I'm here in my garage yeah, with yeah, the yeah. Lamborghini and the Ferrari. But more importantly than that, here's these bookshelves behind me, and I read a book a day. And so lots of people make fun of him for that. He's an amazing guy. A lot of people don't actually know who he is. Mm -hmm. He's an incredible human. He's a big philanthropist and an amazing entrepreneur for the people that really know who he is. Um, but a lot of people make fun of him because they don't really know who he is. Mm -hmm. And anyone that gets billions of views, right? right. Um, so long story short, people make fun of him by going, hey, I'm here in my yeah. garage, and they somehow get a garage with a Lamborghini or a yeah, Ferrari. Yeah. And those videos go viral. Again, just giving another contextual example of capitalize on a trend that's already happening that people exactly. know about. And even if you just make a rendition and make it funny, that's sometimes the best thing. That's the do you have examples it. like those? Yeah, exactly. And I'm actually doing a parody of that as well. To The Ty um, Lopez one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah it's, I it's, think it's, you got the glasses on. All you got to do is go <laughs> scruff out a little bit. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but I'm doing a parody of that to push um, a new product that I'm launching about how to create better Facebook ads and Facebook pages. 67 steps. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere like that. Um, and so, yeah, it's you should definitely hop on trends and, and use them to your yeah. advantage in whatever way is possible. But you also have to realize that a lot of people try and go viral when they don't really understand what that means and they don't have a yeah, net they, for they it. They don't have a clue. So I see so many people being like, oh yeah, I've got a bunch of views for this. And I'm like, cool, but that's not helping your bottom line. If you didn't make any money, like I know so yeah. many people that have hundreds of thousands, some even have millions of followers and they're barely making a hundred grand. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, if every if every person was just worth one dollar, you should be a millionaire. Like, It's true. Somebody mm -hmm. says, just James Shamsey guy is pretty cool. I want to learn more about growth hacking. Where can they find you? Uh, jshamsey.com. There you go. Thanks for coming on the show, Cheers. brother. I'm Mark Lack. This is Business Rockstars, connecting a community of entrepreneurs. You can join us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at businessrockstars.com.
This information is given with the understanding that the host nor business rock stars is engaged in rendering legal, accounting, business, or other professional advice. Since the details of your situation are unique, you should additionally seek the advice and services of a competent professional. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.